You're listening to the Marketing for Health Coaches podcast. We talk about everything that's going to help you get clients and have a truly successful business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Amy Littman. With over 15 years in the industry, you can count on me to keep it practical and doable. In this episode, we're talking about tips to sell with more ease with guest expert, Nicole Kramer. Nicole is a sales coach, trainer, and speaker who helps women make more money in their business by mastering sales conversations using human connection, psychology, and magic phrases. Nicole, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, Amy. I'm excited to be here. We are diving into a topic that is so important for health coaches. And in particular, and I'm sure you've seen this, what I see, and I understand because I also was a health coach myself many years ago, is that health coaches and wellness pros are particularly tend to be uncomfortable with inviting people to work with them. I think it comes from such a good place of really wanting to be of service and wanting to be heart centered. And, you know, they just wish they could do the work, right? And not have to do the marketing and do the sales. And I totally get it. I'm really excited for this conversation because what I hope will impart are some keys for health coaches to be able to invite people to work with them in a way that feels really good and to also help them through maybe some stumbling blocks that they've been experiencing. And one of the things that I always say is if we don't know how to do something or we don't feel comfortable doing something, we're likely to avoid it. I'm sure you see this, Nicole. And I just want to say for the listeners that if you've experienced this, there is zero shame. You can just notice and observe if this has happened to you. But one scenario that I see is coaches getting themselves busy with a lot of things because they're not yet comfortable with the idea of inviting people to work with them. So they don't want to actually do the things that might lead to a conversation where they would be put in the position to invite someone to work with them. If you're listening, just know and recognize, is that where you're at? Is that where you've been? And it's okay. But it's good to be aware of it so that you can move through that spot so that you can get clients and you can do this work that you want to do and you can make money and reach whatever goals you have for your life and your business. 100%. I mean, listen, let's just all relate here. I'm a sales coach and there's days where I avoid selling. It can feel uncomfortable sometimes. And although I love selling and I love teaching others how to do it, whenever we're birthing something new or putting something out into the world, you know, our vulnerabilities, our insecurities can come up around what we've created and what we're putting out there. And while it means a lot to us, there's still some pieces that can feel scary putting it in front of people, right? Because it's something very personal to us. It's something that means a lot to us. So you mentioned heart-centered earlier. And we don't go into health coaching because we're like, I want to be a salesperson. That's right. We go into health coaching. And I say we, because like you, I'm I'm also a certified health coach. And that's where I started my career is in health coaching. And when I saw the number of health coaches that were not doing anything with their certification, 
it drove me nuts. Not because selling should always feel so good. And, and when we're putting something new out into the world, we're, we're, we're going to feel so great about it. It's because at the heart of it, though, selling really is serving. And at the heart of it, although you didn't go into health coaching to become a salesperson, you did go into health coaching because you know something that can change people's lives. You experienced pain that you don't want anybody else to have to go through. So when we reconnect to what this is really about, you'll retap into your passion and you'll remember why it is important that you learn these skills to get more of your gift in front of people because it will change lives. So when we make it less about the thing we don't like and we make it more about the intended outcome of what this leads to, then we're going to show up for it a lot more often. That's right. And I often avoid using the word selling if I can in conversations with my clients and my audience because it does feel like a dirty word. It feels icky and it doesn't have to But if we think about an initial consultation with a potential client as a coaching role versus a selling role, and I don't mean coaching in the sense that you're just doing a free session with someone, but I mean coaching in that you're getting to know them. And then you're trying to figure out if what you have to offer is a good fit for them. And if it is, you're coaching them through the process of making a decision of what's best for them. That's all coaching. And so we can think of it as just sort of the beginning of the journey with a potential client, I think. Really, this is about honoring exactly what you said, Amy. This is about coaching them through making a decision. Because really, when you're a salesperson, that's all you are. You're a professional mind maker upper. They've seen an opportunity. They've identified an opportunity. They are not in a conversation with you because they don't want what you have. They're in a conversation with you because they do want on some level what you have. And your job is to show up to that conversation equipped with the skills to A, identify that there is a need so that you know there's one, help them realize that there's a need so that they know there's one, and then help them realize that it is their decision to do this and help encourage them in making that decision. And really, that's all it is. It's not transactional, right? Because you said uh, you don't even call it sales sometimes because that feels so icky. There are a lot of people who teach sales that teach this way of how to handle objections and how to almost like take the trust, the self-trust away from the potential client and that everyone should be signing up to work with you right now, or they are wrong. And I really believe that we want to empower our potential clients and our clients to know what's right for them and to be making the right their decisions in their time frame. And yes, we want to coach them along the way during that initial consultation or subsequent consultations with them if they come back because they haven't yet decided to work with us to coach them through some thoughts or fears that they might have about whether they should be spending money on this, whether they're a good fit, whether they're going to be a good client, whether they're going to get the outcomes they want. Let's circle back to something that we touched on earlier. And It's part of why I think sales conversations for all of us can be challenging. And that's because we're putting ourselves out there. We're essentially selling ourselves. 
and it can feel very personal. And I know one of the things that you talk about is how to start a conversation rejection free. And so I'd love to for you to share more about that. Yeah, sure. Well, I do want to go back to something you said earlier, and I, I want to be very clear. I do teach how to handle objections, 100%. I don't teach how to overcome them with force so that you're telling somebody or trying to coerce somebody into doing something that they don't want to do. But at the end of the day, let's be frank here. You will encounter objections in your conversations, and it is up to you to know how to handle them so that you're not allowing that person to continue to fight for their limitations. Because a lot of times, an objection could be an opportunity where that person's just seeing the place where they always turn and go back to who they were, turn and go back to who they were. And sometimes we want to know how to handle that conversation, not from a, oh, come on, you can afford it. It's not about gaslighting somebody and saying, you need this now, because at the end of the day, each person knows themselves better than anybody else on this planet. And you should never lose to an objection that you knew you were going to get. And all I mean by that is how many times do you want to have the person say, I can't afford it? How many times do you want to have them say, I don't know if this is the right time without you knowing how to handle that conversation? There's nothing that you can say in that moment. Come on, you can afford it. And they're going to be like, oh, you're right. I can't afford it after all. But like, can we maybe shift in that moment or help them shift a little bit just to start to see things differently. Not because in that moment, they're going to drop their guard and go, you know what? We're good. Here's my credit card. But maybe that opens up a conversation or maybe just a conversation in their own mind where they do sign up later on with for, for another conversation with you to say, you know what? I've thought about this a lot. And now I know that this is right for me. Or they read some of your content because it's not always the one-on-one conversations that are building rapport with people. A lot of times them just consuming our content helps them to sink even deeper into a relationship with us without it active in that moment. And it's not about how do I overcome the objection to get what I want? It's how do I help this person maybe see things differently? Beautiful. Now you also talk about magic phrases. What are some of the magic phrases that you teach to use during a sales conversation? When we say magic phrases, it's kind of what I've been explaining where it's not like you say this phrase and all of a sudden everything just opens up, but it's ways to talk to someone's subconscious part of their brain. And the reason this is so beneficial is the subconscious knows how to make decisions for you without you thinking about it, right? Like your heart's beating right now and you're not telling it to beat. Your lungs are breathing air for you and you're not telling them to breathe. If you've ever been in a car and you've driven somewhere familiar that you got there and you're like, I don't even remember driving. Like, whoa, that's so weird. Like your subconscious brain just knew the way and it was making those decisions for you. So when we are able to communicate to that part of a person's brain, we're able to have more influence because the things that we're saying are tapping into that part of their brain that makes them able to say and do what they want to do or makes it easier for them to make up their mind. Now, when you're in a sales conversation, You've probably passed some of the initial getting to know you icebreaker opportunities. That person's already in your world in some way if they've opted in to be in a sales conversation with you, right? So some of the great magic phrases that you can use in a sales conversation are ones that are getting someone to feel something. When was the last time you felt confident in your body? I'm hearing this is a challenge that you're sharing with me, that having confidence is something you really want to feel again. When was the last time you felt that confidence in your body? And what you're doing is you're creating a gap for them to go, whoa, it's before I had kids or whatever it is, whatever their experience is, 
you're now creating this gap from the last time I felt confident was here. And now I still don't feel good in my body or I still don't feel the way that I know I'm capable of feeling. Now you're creating an emotion or not creating the emotion, but you're inciting the emotion, right? You're getting them to feel something. That's what we want in a sales conversation. We want them to feel. And the second you can get somebody to feel something, you have automatic influence immediately. Whether it's happy, mad, sad, glad, it doesn't matter what the feeling is. If you can use words that get somebody to feel something, now you've gotten them into the state where they make decisions. People will always decide first on emotion, always. They will justify with reason and logic, but it's got to feel right first. Like we've all walked away from something and go, yeah, that just didn't feel right. 100%. It always has to feel right first. And so when we can use phrases that get people into the feeling state. One of the things that I think can be really helpful getting back to the rejection piece is pre-qualifying people. And there's a number of ways that can happen. I think we our typical way of thinking about pre-qualifying is having an application that people have to fill out. And there are sometimes a time and a place for that, but there's other ways to pre-qualify people so that you're setting yourself up for success so that more likely than not, the people you're getting on calls with that you're expending this massive amount of energy because I just remember just being sweaty and hot and getting off of these calls and just being like, whew, at least in the beginning. And it's a lot less of a battle if you're doing what you're saying. If you're pre-qualifying, the calls don't feel quite so hard or intense or full of rejection if the person that you're speaking with is already qualified and has the need on some level for being there. Yes. So I want to talk about some ways that we pre-qualify people both before the call, but then also during the call. And I can chime in on that. I'm not sure if we approach that in the exact same way, but maybe I'll start with that piece because... One thing that I learned, and I learned this way too far down the road, I always thought you invite everyone to work with you because the goal is you want to sign on as many people as you can. And so you want to invite everyone to work with you. How long did it take you to get rid of that belief? (laughs) That belief was actually after I stopped health coaching. So now in my business, I don't do much one-on-one work. So I don't do a lot of sales calls. But when I first started marketing for health coaches, I was working one-on-one with health coaches and nutritionists and wellness pros. So I was doing a lot of sales conversations. But the people were mostly very pre-qualified because they'd come from referral sources by and large. And so they came to the calls already kind of knowing they wanted to work with me, which was a huge gift. I mean, let's be honest, you know, I didn't take that lightly that people were being referred to me. Right. Referrals are one way to do that. And you can also create that within your ecosystem with the touch points and the content. And and listen, I want everybody to actually hear what Amy said. Please, please, please do not pass up the opportunity 
to work on the referral side of your business, because that is something that will always feed it. When you serve your clients well, they will refer more people to you. And also who are the people that are in your life that you already know that know, like, and trust you that would be willing to refer people to you so that when you are getting, especially early on, right, when you're getting some of those requests and getting on calls with people, it's like they're already warmed up. And so that's a huge piece that I think a lot of new coaches miss. If we're talking to any new coaches right now, like definitely tap into that. And I think that, like you said, you can pre-qualify so that the people that you're pulling in your world or on a call, because by the time they should, they get on a call with you, they should be qualified at a certain level. But it's not because of necessarily, like you said, that they filled out a form with seven questions on it that are, are you ready to invest in your business? Nothing wrong with having that form. Nothing wrong with asking those questions. And there's a lot of ways, starting with even what we do, right? Pre-qualifying can be, where am I putting myself? Because I want to put myself in front of as many people who can benefit from what I do. And that requires me being very specific about who I'm looking to serve, very clear on where those people hang out, and then putting myself in those places. And giving talks is a fantastic way to pre-qualify people, any content, but we'll just use talks as an example. You're giving a talk on an area that you specialize in. The people who show up to that talk are pre-qualified because they're showing up. They're making time in their busy life to be at that talk. And they're clearly interested in the thing you do. I think I loved what you said about being really clear about who you help and what you help them with is another way to pre-qualify people. And I think there can be a fear of, well, if I'm too specific in my talk and my social media content, when I talk to people at a networking event or a social event or whatever, if I'm too specific, then I'm losing a lot of people. And actually the opposite is true because the more clear you are, and this is going a little bit on a tangent, but the more clear you are, the easier it is for people to know that they're a right fit for you. Let me give you a quick example. And it's outside of health coaching, but I could give plenty in within health coach. I mean, I've worked with health coaches long enough. I can give plenty within, but this is coming up for me right now because this just happened last week. I went to an event completely unrelated to business. It was actually a bingo event that some people in Nashville were putting on. And I met a woman there who's a realtor. Her tagline, her niche is she is the rescue dog realtor. She loves dogs. She loves rescue dogs. And she's adopted plenty in her life. And right away, although I know a lot of realtors, you know what I did, Amy? Right away, I was like, ooh, who do I know that's looking to buy or sell a home that loves dogs? Because this person would be perfect for them. So a lot of people are so afraid to niche down. And I know we're going off on a little tangent because we weren't necessarily talking about niche, but it's so valuable where we're at. It doesn't just help you when you know who you're going after. It helps others be so crystal clear on who you're looking to work with that this goes back to what we talked about 10 minutes ago. They're able to refer people to you immediately. I called my friend. I said, hey, I know somebody that you need to work with because I know you've talked about selling your home. This is the person that would be perfect for you because you love dogs. Done. Easy. So we're making it easier on other people to identify. But when you're very super specific about who it is that you help, other people are able to help you because they are clear on who you help. And I think that's really, really an important qualifier because it puts you in the right spaces. It helps other people refer people to you that are in the right spaces. And referring is done by people who are clear on your message when you're clear on your message. 
Absolutely. And I think another really practical way to pre-qualify people is to be really transparent with your pricing. If you have a website, and I've heard you speak about this, if you have a website, and if you don't have a website, you don't need one in order to start getting clients, just sign up with Acuity Scheduling or Calendly or some scheduling tool so that people can schedule an initial consultation with you. And then you could email them something, a document beforehand that's like, here's just an overview of the offerings that I have. So you're familiar with them before we talk. But if you do have a website, and I know there are two schools of thought on this, and I frankly have changed kind of where I land on this in recent times. I used to say, don't put your pricing on your website because people won't understand the value of what you offer until they get on the call with you. But when we don't provide our pricing and we're not being transparent about that, I feel that we're doing them a disservice. We're really putting them in a position to them because if it is truly, totally out of their ballpark, then it's really uncomfortable for them. And then it's also a time and energy waster for you as the coach. 100%. And what are you hiding? You've mentioned a couple of times the word transparency. For me, that's a big way to build trust. Like I don't have anything to hide. Here's what I do and here's how much I do it for. And if somebody looks at that and they say that price is too much, then what they haven't done is built a relationship with me yet. Or maybe they've already made a decision that like that's not for them because they don't want to invest that much money. They have a right to feel that way. And like when people, and everybody gets to do business how they want to do it. But when people have a website and they're like, there's nothing about pricing at all. And they're like, schedule a call with me to find out more or click here and apply. Listen, I personally, I don't want to be on your radar until I know it's something that's even in the realm of possibility for me. I'm going to be honest. I don't invest at 90,000 to $100,000 levels right now. I'm not at that place in my business. So if somebody's like, hey, I charge $90,000 and I see that, I'm not wasting their time and I'm not wasting mine. That's right. I shouldn't have said a number because I, I don't mean to put it's to each his own. Right. But like for me personally, that would be like, a oh, not right now. But I might like that person's content enough that trust me over time, I might get to the point where I'm like, I'll pay you whatever you want because I already know how much you can help me because I've been following in your world. And, you know, something that you mentioned earlier that I, I kind of just wanted to go back to because it's really relevant right here. The most expensive thing that anyone could ever pay you with is their time and attention. And if somebody is paying you with that on any level, consuming your content, showing up for your live videos, sending you DMs when they think your stories are funny, if somebody is giving you any level of their time and attention, that is way more valuable than any amount of money that they could ever pay you. So take that seriously. That is a qualifier. Why? With a million other things in the world that are meaningful to them. Why are they giving some of their time to you? Because we all have the same amount of time, but they're giving their time and attention to you for some reason. Don't take that lightly. That's way more valuable than any monetary amount that they could pay you. That right there is a qualifier. That's right. I mean, that happened to me. I had a woman hang out in my for like almost two years. And then one day she was like, this is it. I'm going to schedule a call with you. I know it's time. But she stayed in my world for a long time. She was always on all of my stuff. And then one day out of the blue, she was like, here you go. Here's $25,000. And I've done that for my business and personally. There's many times where I've 
been in someone's world, been in their audience, kind of had my eye on them. And when the time was right, I signed up. And I can think of two situations somewhat recently where I invested in something. I knew what the price was far in advance. And I was able to just kind of getting back to the benefits of sharing the price is that in one case, the person had increased their offering from basically almost 50% from what it had been. And I was able to, in my mind and my own time, convince myself it is still really worth it. This is the right fit for your business and for you. And if that number had been sprung upon me, it probably would have been a much different reaction. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being with us today and for this conversation. And um, Nicole has a discovery call framework. It's free for you. And I will put a link to that in the show notes. So you can definitely grab that. And we'll also share your link to Instagram so people can follow you there as well. And I think that's it for today. Yeah. If if I can just shout this out to everybody, I also have 10 of my favorite questions that I like to use on discovery calls that I'd be happy to send you on Instagram. If you reach out and say hello in DMs and just say, you want the 10 questions, I'll be happy to send it to you. So download my template for sure. And if you do connect with me on Instagram, reach out and I'll be happy to send you that additional resource. Love it. That's a great offer. Definitely take Nicole up on that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find all of the resources and links to free tools from Nicole in the show notes directly under this audio. If you like this episode, go ahead and share it with your health coach friends. When you share, it really helps this community and it means the world to me. And be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so you'll always get my best business building tips as soon as they come out. Again, I want to thank you for being here with me today and I will see you next week.